Welcome to Terry Messenger's Genius Zone. Are you a passionate person who wants to stand out in your field and become an iconic leader who thrives within your genius zone? Here on this show, I interview people who are heart-centered and passionate about serving the world with an outstanding presence. I will demonstrate here how to tap into your infinite God-given gift and platform your limitless potential to create a world-class business. Hey, hey, hey. Hello and welcome to Terry Messenger's Genius Zone. And we are in another time zone today doing this podcast because I broadcast the most amazing coaches, healers, leaders and speakers right across the world. And today you will meet a wonderful, powerful, strong and inspirational woman. Now, this woman is an emotional therapist with every good right to be an emotional therapist because she has got what I call authority, authority to be exactly who she is because of where she has come from. I don't want to give out any too many of the surprises except for if you have ever been in the depths of despair or you face these kind of stressful moments, you are going to get so much value as you meet this beautiful woman. So she is an author. So she is now uh, ready to launch her books and she is a holistic counsellor and human developer. So with all of her experience and especially where she hit rock bottom and had an oh shiz moment, and I think you guys know exactly what I mean, um, this woman, I'm going to introduce her right now and welcome Debbie. Thank you, Terry. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. And it is, the pleasure is all mine. And of course, what we're doing is, you know, we are bringing power to our audience through my podcast, but firstly, we meet in my community. So um, as people sometimes watch it live and others and most people on the replay, I want you to really just uh, pay attention as you hear what this beautiful lady has got to share because I think most of you are going to be able to relate. I know I can relate. Um, and before we kick off, I'm just going to let you all know I have just moved into my new abode. It's more like a, a mansion. I manifested it. It's got a beautiful gone with the wind stairwell. So if it sounds a bit echoey and uh, and if you can see that there's not much in the background, that's why. So, Debbie, where are you right now? Where do you live? I live in Manchester in the UK. Uh, it's currently ten forty. It's cur it's currently ten forty eight in the morning. Wow! So you are literally all the way over on the other side of the world. Now, um, Debbie, you know you've got a really 
riveting story, right? So um, obviously as an emotional therapist and an author, you are also a survivor of suicide three times over. Yeah. So can you tell us about, I guess, the moment where your son saved your life? Yeah, certainly. So it was about two weeks after I survived my third attempt at suicide. And just to kind of put you in the picture a little bit, um, you know, a lot of people say, you know, people who attempt suicide are cowards. And the reason I was um, removing myself from this world was because I'd been convinced that I was an unfit mother, that my son was better off without me, that I was the toxic person in his life. And that's why I, I tried to remove myself so that my son could have a better life. So it was 2 a.m. in the morning and I woke up very disheveled on top of the bed, fully clothed. And I could feel something in my hand. And when I looked down, it was actually an empty red wine bottle. And that actually scared me and frightened me on so many different levels because one, I wasn't a drinker, um, maybe one glass of wine every blue moon. And the second thing was my little boy was asleep in his bed next door and he could have come in any time and seen me lying disheveled on that bed. So I got up, I sat up in the bed, I swung my legs round to face the bedroom door. And I can't really put into words what happened, but my little boy's face was right here. So ghost, apparition, dream, whatever you want to call it, but it was so powerful. Wow. It's so powerful. Was he, so was he actually really there or was no. this like a spiritual encounter? It was a spiritual encounter. He wasn't, he wasn't actually there. Wow. And wow. Wow. Yeah. So the, the obviously the guides and the angels um, had bigger ideas and placed that vision in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. And when I looked into that little boy's face and saw the tears running down his face, I'm really sorry because it, it gets me really emotional. And it was a yeah. long time ago, but I can still see his face today. I realised at that moment that that little boy needed his mummy. And I set out to make changes, to take action and to change things in my life so that I could be the mum that that little boy needed. And I stopped listening to all of the negativity around me, all of those who wanted to bring me down, all of those who wanted to, you know, bully me and, and, and push me away. And I started on my own transformational journey. That is, that, that is absolutely phenomenal. So obviously when someone gets to that place of absolute despair to the point where you want to actually remove your life, what do you think? I mean, obviously it's almost like um, 
it's 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 almost like a, a some kind of a control that is coming over. However, there was something bigger yeah. and greater, which when you saw your son's face, that kind of changed everything. But you would have had to do a lot of work on yourself because I have dealt with also a lot of people that have either been there or they've lost loved ones. And it's devastating. It is absolutely devastating. And the, I think the um, critical part is that our world tries to hide it. Yeah. You know, they won't hide COVID. They won't hide, you know, what's going on, um, you know, with all these things. And yet they will, you know, really hide from the news. Yeah. They will hide. And therefore it becomes a dark secret. Yeah. And yeah. I feel that. You know, I know when something is brought out into the light, that is when you set it free, right? Mm, absolutely. You bring it, yeah, you bring it to the light and then you set it free. And being in that power of awareness is so, 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 so important. Mm. Can you tell me what was your strategy? What do you believe got you out of that ditch, like from that depths of despair to actually, you know, realising, wow, you know, I'm alive, you feeling good, feeling better about yourself, feeling, you know, like, you know, that oh, she's moment mm. was a thing of the past. Like what, what was it? Like can you share the secret of how you got through it? Yeah, it was actually several, several things really. Um, the first one was that I saw my son every single day and he kept me going. Um, you know, every time I saw him, every time I saw his face, it would take me back until I got to a point where I didn't need to see that face anymore. I replaced that face. That face just faded into the background and my beautiful little boy stood in front of me all of the time. So that was the kind of the first thing that really spurred me on. And then I started to look at what was it that was the cause of me spiraling into clinical depression? What caused me to, you know, want to remove myself from the world? And, and I think one of the things that's really important when we talk about stress, anxiety and depression, you know, they are not causes, they are symptoms of a cause. You know, something had to have happened for you then to feel stress, anxiety and depression. And when I started looking back, um, I didn't take myself back to the situations as such. I took myself back to the emotions that they made me feel. So when I was bullied from the age of eight years old to 40 something, I looked at all of the decades and all of the different emotions that I went through um, across those decades and realized that I had allowed myself to be stuck in victimhood mode and allowed my emotions and my feelings to control me. And when I had that light bulb moment, I started the journey of understanding my emotions, but most of all, taking back the control of my emotions. Whoa, I love that. I absolutely love that. So, 
you know, the, the key points I've really gathered from this is that, you know, first was the why. You saw your son's face. And when you recognise that this little boy, how much you loved him, that was like mm. your why. Yeah. And number two is, yeah, you recognised your feelings and you brought it out into the light. And, you know, until eventually you recoded yourself and, you know, really come into, mm. you know, a natural uh, method of feeling this good. And, you know, number three, which is what you shared, what did you just share? Because it's kind of like uh, I've just moved house, so it's kind of eluded me, but it was really important what you just said, that last conversation. I know we can go back and listen to it on the replay, but do you remember what it was? I When I learned that my emotions were controlling me, I went on a journey to take back the control of my emotions. Boom. Absolutely boom. So it was really about taking back the control of your own life. And tell me, um, was that just a, you know, like I believe that everything comes from a story, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people, like I've spoken to a lot of healers and light workers and they say, oh, I'm not mindset, I'm healer. And I say the work I do is beyond any healing that I have ever known because Yes, we have to have the mindset because let's face it, it's the stories that we tell ourselves that are causing the feelings and it's the feelings that then create the behaviours, right? So when you've got, you've got a story like I'm not good enough, um, I'm not a worthy enough mother, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, um, yeah. I'm not valid, you know, obviously that is coming from some kind of a story from your background. Sure, that is all about mindset. So when we make that um, decision to say, right, you know, I'm going to change, I'm going to do something about this, I'm going to take control over my life. I really believe it's then when we go on this journey mm. of being able to really release that DNA that blueprint, that, you know, um, trigger from our body because that's where it's harvested, that's where it's born and that's where it lives, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when we actually release it, we're releasing it out of the energy of our body so that we don't have the same response, so we don't have the same story. And then you recode and you rewire and you take control. So tell me, what was your story? Like, you know, I know that it's a, around the belief, like what you tell yourself about mm. your life. What do you think is the new story that you tell yourself about your life that you weren't telling yourself before? Yeah. Um, can I just go back slightly to when you were talking about um, mindset and and um and you know what we kind of tell ourselves when yeah. I did, when I when I embarked on um, looking at the relationship between the heart and the brain because I wasn't I wasn't getting told what clinical depression was and it really kind of got to me you know I wanted to understand it I wanted to know what it meant 
And so I did this research in the relationship between the heart and the brain. And we actually, our thoughts stem from a feeling that we feel in our hearts. Our heart actually sends more messages to the brain than the brain sends to the heart. And when I started to feel the feelings and the emotions in my heart that I didn't want to feel anymore, I wanted to move forward. I wanted to be there to show that, you know, you can rewire your brain. You know, you can um, listen to your heart and, and follow its journey that it's got yeah. for you, you know. And, and when I when I started to feel the feelings, I then started to replace them with the feelings and the emotions that served me better. Yeah. Because I was, I was, I'd been in that state for far too long of my life. And yes. I had, I, I realized I had a future and I wanted to change that future so that I could be there for my son. But not only that, through my journey, I've realized that when I survived the last attempt at suicide, I was so angry, so, so angry because of the reason I was leaving the world. Who did you need to forgive? Can I ask that question? Yes. I know it's a typically uh, therapy um, question that um, mm -hmm. that I find that really relinquishes people yeah. um, from really trapped emotions. Mm -hmm. um, but who did, do you know, like even if yeah. you don't say the person's name, do you know who it was that you were angry with when it came to, like, you don't have to say again yeah. who it was, but do you know who it was that you needed to forgive? Yeah. I needed yeah. to forgive. I needed to forgive um, the person who um, bullied me when I was eight years old, um, the person who bullied me when I, while I was still at school, um, the person who bullied me when I left school and went into the big wide world. But most of all, and I really, really stress this, you have to forgive yourself first. Because unless you forgive yourself first, you can't open your heart and your soul to forgive other people. And when I forgave myself for allowing myself to be in victimhood mode for 40 plus years, it was like a revelation and I, I no longer you know had those brain thoughts i i i no longer put myself down you know if someone tried to put my myself put me down i had an answer back at them because mm. i'd worked so hard to leave her where she belonged which yeah. was in which was in the past Absolutely, absolutely. So thank you everyone for joining um, as you are joining and please feel free to ask any questions um, because this goes to our podcast and I, I don't necessarily have to name you but I can answer any questions if you do have them. So I just want to uh, reiterate here. Uh, 
Um, the probably the most powerful element, and I know this, like I know I have a whole um, online retreat that is an online literally revolutionising that is around wounded relationships mm. and actually forgiving and forgiveness. And as Debbie has just said, you've got to not only be able to forgive that person who you are angry with, who hurts you, um, but you've got to learn to really forgive yourself. So, you know, I, I recognise that. And it's interesting how so much of our wounds come from our childhood. Mm -hmm. So what um, was the actual method that you used, Debbie, that actually, I mean, I hear you took back your control, you forgave yourself, you forgave the other person, yeah. and you also um, touched on the heart and how the heart really has so much control how do you heal the heart do you think that is the forgiveness element um, or what what is it that you do to really heal your heart what i did and and it took me a while to find this so i was doing a lot of um researching and finding ways that i could heal my own heart I became a meditation teacher so that I could, you know, go in inside myself and, and find what my heart was saying to me. But then I came across in my research um, when I was you know, researching the, the relationship between the heart and the brain. I came across the Heart Math Institute in America and their scientific research is phenomenal about the heart and how it how we can actually um rewire our brain through listening to our heart through realizing that we have our own inner battery that we need to look after and that inner battery is what gives us the energy to move forward and away from those emotions that aren't serving us well and it's understanding that when when you understand the um the essence of the emotions that you always go to when you are in the depths but you can actually you actually have the choice to change them when you grab hold of that choice and realize that through you know techniques through tools through resources that i share with with clients every day you can take back your control of your emotions just by listening to your heart, see what it's telling your brain and tell your brain doesn't need that anymore. And that's the main method that I used. I, I used other methods while I was going through my own journey. Um, you know, I did uh, mirror work. I did affirmations. I did. I, I always, always have a gratitude diary um in fact i have a, a worry diary i have a gratitude diary um, that's amazing do you actually have all these different diaries like this is my yes. worry diary actually yes. i love that because um i quite often i used because my daughter she's like me she's she's a chronic warrior and i've obviously learned how to master that and I, I said to her, well, can you actually schedule that? Because she's also one of these people that's highly organised and she likes to, you know, have everything in its place. And she looked at me and she said, 
what are you talking about, mum? And I said, well, you know how you schedule going to the gym and you schedule your assignments and you schedule all the things? Why don't you schedule your worry? Yeah. And, um, schedule your worry time. Yeah. And it's almost like it just by saying something like it sounds so ludicrous, but when you're thinking about it and you're going, oh, actually, I have control over this because we are literally flipping by default into these old thoughts and these old patterns so when we can learn to switch off you know what that actually is so we can take back our control wow Uh, you know life just becomes so good but you know what I really love about this Debbie Um, and this is where I am so passionate about working with people like yourself and I know when I began you know a lot of the healing I would do with people it was so profound so fast um, because as you know yourself um, we have these thoughts every day we have these feelings and I know I struggled with anxiety and Mm. depression for many many years and you know the day that I found how to take control of my own mind like a remote control where you can actually, you know, learn how to Mm. switch off those stories but to actually eliminate it from your nervous system. And, you know, when I I learned to do that and then I was becoming very renowned for it when I first started out my practitioners, what had actually happened was my clients were the ones that said, you need to teach me how to do this. Because some of them were counsellors and psychologists and, you know, those kinds Mm -hmm. of people, and they're they're sort of saying to me, gosh, Terry, if I had this in my hands, I would be able to just cut my client's um, therapy in half. So can you share, as we obviously come to closure, and I'm sorry you can hear my dog barking, she's still getting, (laughs) she's still settling into the, the whole new environment. But um, can you share three of your top go-tos, like, you know, especially for someone who's in a position where they might be suffering from depression um, or any of these debilitating feelings, three of your top go-to recommendations, and I know you've already spoken a lot about it, but perhaps you can really um, just come back and let's review that so our audience can um, really have that um, that wisdom shared yeah. by you. Thank you. Yeah. So my, my top three go-tos are um, a breathing exercise that I teach people, which is um, from the HeartMath Institute because I trained to become a HeartMath coach. Um, and I use that because it's a really good grounding um exercise and it's a breathing exercise that we call an on-the-go breathing exercise because you keep your eyes open and you're breathing in and out of your nose so nobody knows you're doing it so that is a, a really good grounding um tip to go to the next one is definitely the worry diary because when you have anxiety one worry impounds another worry impounds another worry and so on and so on and so on until you know you get to a point where you're just completely exhausted and having a worry diary uh, you know like terry said is you can actually schedule your worry time and if you you know wake up in the morning 
and you're worried about something, get yourself a little notebook, write in the worry and say, right, my worry time is four o'clock in the afternoon or whatever time you decide to choose. So then remove that worry from your heart and from your mind because otherwise it's just going to take over the whole day. You've scheduled it in, like you schedule, you know, picking the children up from school or, you know, making the dinner or, you know, um, scheduling schoolwork or college work or your own business or, your own, you know, different tasks that you give yourself. Make it part of your everyday scheduling and only go to it at the time that you've specified. <clears throat> and then the third one is, I would say, the gratitude diary. The reason being, when you are in the depths of stress, anxiety, depression, you think to yourself, what the hell have I got to be grateful for? My life's a mess. You know, I'm a mess. Life's not worth living. I said that to myself quite often. And um, when you start and just sit with a gratitude journal and look around you and see what you have, no matter how small, you know, you've got a roof over your head. You've got running water, whether that's hot or cold, you've got running water. You know, you may have heating, you know, constantly you just flick a switch and you've got heating. You know, you've got food on the table, no matter how small you've got food on your table. You've, you know, you've got drinking water, you know, and, and just be aware of all of the little things that you've already got to be grateful for. And that opens up a fabulous door in your heart and mind to then start to become grateful for other things in your life and change how you think and feel. That is absolutely amazing. So guys, um, I know it doesn't matter. I attract a lot of uh, already coaches and healers and leaders and one of the secrets that I do happen to know is that especially the people I work with, they have become who they are and they're specifically really great at it because they know what it's like. They're an authority at it. They, have, they know what it's like to be where they're at and then they've learned some amazing skills like myself. So I, I've had those moments in my own time too. And you can hear from Debbie how those three elements, and you never know, you just don't know whose life you're going to change. Like who's going to listen to this podcast when it hits Spotify, when it hits Anchor, when it goes to my website, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's next month, whether it's, you know, in a year's time. And I really want to say to you, you know, these I can honestly say, um, you know, breath work. I mean, that's your life force, right? Mm -hmm. um, without your breath, you just wouldn't even have life. So when you become, because I used to notice that I would actually stop breathing when I was stressed yeah. and my breathing would like, and I would actually hold my breath. But when you take long, deep, deliberate powerful breaths it can actually change everything and in fact there is a breath work that 
We do in one of my actual seminars and it actually goes for a very, very long time. And a lot of people go, oh, how long do I have to go through this for? But the experience after a while, you go from wherever you were, stressed, foggy-headed, like up-headed, whatever the anxiety, frustration, through to, oh, how long is this going to go on for? Through to all these different phases. And then once they get through each phase and they go through it, they break through into this whole new realm where they become omnipresent. Absolutely. And in that, yeah, in that omnipresence, that's where you come alive. So breath work. Start yourself a worry diary so that you can take control of it. And it's, yeah. it's something really powerful about actually writing down. I know that I do that myself. Mm. Like I'll write down, um, you know, what it is that's on my mind. Because if you take it from here and you put it on paper, it goes from here and it comes mm. fabulous and yeah. third as debbie has shared be grateful and if you really find it hard to find any gratitude even looking around at the world like i'm looking over this beautiful glorious park you know lush greenery i mean if it's not within you it might be outside of you yeah. and you know when you just count your blessings that is just so powerful debbie i just want to thank you so much because as i say this this actual uh, interview, I know, I already know that it is going to help someone. If not today, it may be tomorrow, yeah. next year. Um, where can people find you? Where's the best place for a person to find you if they want to work with you? I do have um, a website. Um, it's heartact.co.uk. And there is a contact form on there that people can find me on. You can find me on Facebook as Debbie Debonair. You know, send me a message via Messenger, you know, um, private DM me. Um, uh, you know, you can find me there. I'm also on LinkedIn as Debbie Debonair as well. So there's quite a few places you can find me. Beautiful. That's so, so good. So I, I believe that um, what you've shared is just gold. And I also welcome you to go into the community and drop your links so that people can go straight to them and um, and people can find you. So I want to just thank you. Stay backstage and uh, I will close down and um, I'll be right with you. Thank you so much, Debbie. Thank you, Terry. Can I just say one thing just before I go? Yes, absolutely. Each, each and every one of us has the freedom to be the person we want to be. And I just want to leave you with three little phrases. Choose life, choose freedom, but most of all, choose you. Thank you, Love. Terry. Wasn't that amazing? So... Guys, that was just incredible. So we will have uh, Debbie's links dropped into our group page so that if you want to contact her, please do. Maybe you've got a story. Maybe you would like to share your story, your zone of genius here, right here on my show. Or maybe you would like to have some free, powerful activation to your success and if that is what you'd like to do I would love you 
to be a guest and I will be absolutely more than delighted you would get a free session with me by actually being on the show and all you need to do is come and bring your limiting belief and let's blow it out of the water, take the lid off your gold mine and let you rise. So you get for the, you know, the sake that you are actually helping the world by doing this, you get a free session that is valued at over $750. So whether you would like to have that or whether you'd like to share your story, um, contact me. You can go to terrymessenger.com or you can private message me on my page. So thank you and I will see you again really soon. Bye for now and may the force be with you. Thank you for listening to our show. And if you want to know how to tap into your zone of genius, or if you have a gift that you want to platform to the world, go to my website, terrymessenger.com. And where it says Elite Crown Master Key, click on book a free discovery session and we will map out your road to success.